Welcome to The Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Robeck. Each week on our show, we invite a special guest to share their knowledge on health, wellness, and better daily habits so you can have the life you deserve. Let's get started. Today, we had Dr. Sam Wagg on the show. He is my business partner of eight years. We spoke about your basic healthy morning routine to get your day started so you start right and continue on uh, throughout the rest of the day. It was a great conversation. I was thankful for ha- to have him on, and we're going to get into it. How's it going? It's going great. Welcome. What we're going to discuss today is morning routines, morning habits, and ch- changes to your lifestyle that can benefit you to help decrease inflammation and uh, ultimately get you to a better start for your day. And uh, both Sam and I have our, our routines and everyone's going to have something different going on for themselves. So he's going to share what he does in the morning to help himself, help himself stay healthy. And I'm going to give a few tips myself. Uh, so Sam, I'm going to let you run with it. Uh, what do you do when you wake up? Yeah, let's, we can kind of run through a easy breakdown here. Um, when I first wake up in the morning, the first thing I always do is just kind of give gratitude, uh, get myself in a mind state of being happy and, um, you know, be thankful for the things that I have. And I think that's really important to start your day off in a positive light. Uh, from there, I do, um, I do some meditation. I'll spend about 15 minutes. Um, right after that, I'll do some brain training. I use a program called Luminosity. Sean uses it as well. Mm-hmm. And then, um, a new thing that I've kind of added in is I'll watch the sunrise. I'll just try to look at the sun for, you know, 30 seconds. And as it's first coming up, you can actually tolerate that pretty easy. And then uh, I'll get going on my day. I'll hop in the shower. And then I was assuming my morning is very similar to the rest of the world from there. Um, <laughs> now, when you jump in the shower, um, do you experiment with uh, cold water therapy? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um I typically will do what I would say the cosmetic part of my shower. And at the end of that, I wash my body and my hair. I will switch it to as cold as I can tolerate. I'm going to do that for about 20 or 30 seconds. Um, you can get into the, all the science of that, but at very minimum, I think everybody understands when that cold water hits you, how alert and awake you feel. And um, that's the last thing I do in the shower before I get out of dressed. I'd like to talk about the, the a bit of the science in the most basic sense of as far as what happens to our nervous system when we're exposed to cold water and how that can benefit yeah. us. Um, the easy analogy that I like to use is if you imagine the neurons in our brain, which are carrying signals, that's just like a super highway. So imagine you're in LA, a lot of traffic, a lot of roads. Um, when you're trying to send a signal from one place to another, that's going to go a little slow. We can call that our brain fog. Mm-hmm. Think of that as like the smog in LA. So that's slowing down how things go between that and the traffic. Well, when that cold water hits our body, it destroys those connections. So imagine getting rid of all of the traffic and all of the smog. At the same time that happens, our brain produces what's called a cold shock protein and it rebuilds those connections. So now it's like you have a brand new highway, there's no smog, the signals are going to fire super fast. So that's really the alertness that you feel. Of course, there's a little bit of the shock of the cold as well, but that's what's actually creating that more mental clarity. You're able to process a little faster. It feels like you're a lot more alert and awake. So that's really the science behind what's going on there. Yeah. I love that analogy. Um, that was perfect. And I think people that wake up in the morning, 
that are having a hard time, let's just say even getting out of bed or have anxiety about their day and simply want to stay in bed, if they're able to make, create a habit or a lifestyle change of actually performing that daily routine of spending one minute in the shower with really cold water, I believe that can change their day. The other option is if that's something that's unrealistic for you, fitness and exercise in the morning to get started, even if it's 10 minutes can create a similar response to your nervous system. Yeah. And I think something that's really important when you talk about routines is you don't want to be like a slave to your own routine. You don't want to create something that you eventually kind of trudge through or you just check off the boxes. So when I say that order, yeah, that happens 95% of the time. But there are days uh, like this morning was up a bit earlier than I usually would be. So I know if I go sit in that meditation, I'm going to have a really hard time focusing and kind of getting in the headspace that I want. So switching it up and doing the shower first works a lot better for me. So it's more about doing these things to prime your body and not exactly doing it in a perfect order at the same time all the time. Um, and like Sean said, the exercise, that's great. And that's actually something I left out. Typically after the brain training, I just do a little bit of mobility. So I kind of get my body moving before I jump right into my day. But I think so often people, um, the first time they ever look over their shoulder is when they back out of their driveway. And <laughs> I want to make sure you're primed for movement and you're kind of ready for your day. That's genius. Slave to your own routine. That's one thing I've not, I've not heard that as far as that saying. And it's something that's so true. We get up every day and we typically do the same thing at the same time at the same movements. Um, we shave our face the same way, brush our teeth the same way. And it doesn't have to be that way. There can be variability in the morning that can create a bit of excitement just by doing a couple things different. And, yeah, and um, go ahead. that's what that gratitude part is so key there because exactly what you have in front of you is the opportunity to, the opportunity to live that day completely different than before. So you don't want to recreate that same exact pattern, but right. use these tools to get you in the best place for, for the day. And for people out there suffering with anxiety, the one of the best ways and the best medication for anxiety is gratitude. If you're able to spend five minutes thinking about what you have and what you're thankful for, it sets the stage for the rest of the day to be appreciative and be giving and be selfless and be thankful. And uh, yeah. that's one of the best medicines for depression and anxiety. We live in a very uh, instant gratification culture. And you know, sometimes it's all of us deal with us probably you kind of start thinking about maybe things you don't have, but just remember that there's somebody out there that wants exactly everything you have. <laughs> and at one point you wanted everything that you have. You got to be grateful for that. And that kind of center yourself and then decide how you're going to take advantage of this day and you know, put yourself in a different spot rather than we don't want you to just go through Monday through Friday, exactly the same. And then you have a little variability two days a week. That's right. It's not a way to live your life. Living for the weekends. So we, um, one thing I'd like you to discuss, obviously at some point you have to put food in your body and, uh, yep. I'd like to know what you start with when you start with it and, uh, what's, what's in your stomach before noon. <laughs> That's a good question because sometimes it's nothing and sometimes it's a little bit of food. So I'm a big proponent of intermittent fasting, but just like the other routine stuff, it's very variable. I don't set out every single day and know that I don't eat until X amount of time, but I kind of take a look at my week and when things are planned and I try to spend about at least two days, but usually three where I intermittent fast. So if that's the case, I'll get up in the morning and I will actually just add a little bit of fat to my water. So I'll use brain octane oil 
Um, and that helps keep me mentally sharp and provides a little energy for my brain, but it keeps me in that fast state. So tell me how you, tell me how you, uh, actually, do you just squirt it right into your water? Yeah. So I actually will just dump a little bit of it in. If you, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, there's a company called, um, Bulletproof Coffee and they make a, I guess, um, not make, but they sell these medium chain fatty acids. Uh, so that's just a derivative from coconut and it'll come just like a, uh, it's an oil and you're adding that to the water. It's flavorless. There's no taste. Um, you know, it, it makes it a little, I don't know. It doesn't really change much. <laughs> I'll Got put it, it that way. It. Uh, it's great when you're adding that to a shake or something. But if I wasn't doing that and intermittent fasting after I'm showered, uh, I'll start my day with some superfoods. Um, and there's a couple that are, are kind of a staple for me. I'll use this lion's mane powder, that's a mushroom, use maca powder, goji berries, as well as um, cacao. I'll mix that together. I also use a couple of algaes, spirulina and chlorella in the morning. But I will push those off if I am intermittent fasting because those will break a fast. They have a small amount of carbs in them, but it's enough to kind of push you, push you out. So I'll just wait to do that later in the day when I break my fast. If I'm not fasting that day, usually start my day with that, but I won't have breakfast until about 10 usually. Let's go back to the superfoods. You are certainly the person to talk to when it comes down to hacking your body and making sure that you have the best nutrients in your body. And so you ran through the superfoods pretty fast. If you're able to talk about lion's mane, um, cacao, and then the spirulina, yeah. and just like one sentence about what each one does. Yeah, I'll break down each one. Um, we'll start with those two algae. So both chlorella and spirulina are algae. Chlorella is an incredible detoxifier in our body. So it removes all heavy metals. Um, spirulina is great for, uh, especially in this time, boosting the immune system. I know that word's thrown around all the time. Right. But when I explain what this does, I think you can't disagree. Spirulina stimulates in your bone marrow the production of red and white blood cells. So you may have heard white blood cells are critical for immune function. So anytime we can boost that, that's amazing. And um, just so everybody knows, superfoods, that's something that's probably thrown around a lot as well. What makes something a superfood? It has to have a unique property that's not possessed by anything else. And chlorella has that. There's something called chlorella, 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 like growth factor. It's actually the fastest growing food that quadruples every 24 hours. So when that's introduced to your body, your gut lining takes on that attribute and we can really increase the good gut bacteria which the two of those combined together, you're really talking about increasing your immunity a lot. Some of the other ones, maca is great for energy. Uh, this used to be eaten before the warriors went into battle. So it's really good to kind of rev up the energy. Uh, cacao has the most antioxidants, you know, more than blueberry. I think it's a uh, blueberry, pomegranate, and dark chocolate combined. So cacao, especially a high percentage, um, I use that one consistently just for the antioxidant effect. The lion's mane is great for memory. Uh, there's a ton of studies for this and actually helping people with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, these neurodegenerative type of conditions. It does that um, by stimulating healing, but it also is great for inflammation. Got it. it really can drastically reduce overall inflammation in the body. Um, I think the last one, goji berries, are they are the highest in what's called adaptogens. So your body's ability to actually adapt and deal with stress that you are put in front of every single day of our life. So as you can see, all those things together are some amazing benefits. And I just mix that up, 
um, kind of far for effects, not being on teeth. <laughs> I'll, I'll add a little bit of the uh, brain octane oil to that and um, maybe a half a cup of water. And, uh, and you've had a few posts on Instagram on our fixed body group, Instagram page of this whole formula and what your morning routine is. So there, there it's out there. Um, yeah, but, if people want to see, we actually, we did about a 15 minute video on, um, Facebook breaking down all of them. Got it. Um, and you know, th- this can sound overwhelming for people. It's, it's something where these are strange words, big three syllable words that are like confusing because it's, it's out of the ordinary as far as what we typically ingest on a, on a daily basis. And we don't, you don't have to do them all at once. We can pick maybe lion's mane to focus on mental clarity and, and the anti-inflammatory yeah. effect and, and see what kind of response you get to that by just choosing one of these superfoods and using them for a month and seeing what your, how your body responds and reacts. So don't get overwhelmed. Yeah, no. Just know that there's, it's a system and a process. And Sam's been trying to dialing in this process for years. It's not like this just happened overnight. Yeah, and I would totally agree with that. Everyone um, deals with these a little bit different. And if we don't know your underlying blood or body chemistry, not going to know exactly how you react. But try them out. Um, I always add, I'll try to add something new or at least try it once a month and see if that's going to become a staple. You know, Lion's Man was something I added a little while back. And I've been experimenting a bit with these uh, cordyceps mushrooms as well. I think like what I'd like to share is you know, we all have a different routine when we wake up, thank God. And, you know, for me, when I wake up, the first thing I do on an empty stomach is I'll take a tablespoon of glutamine, which is an amino acid. And this um, amino acid uh, is essentially, it, it's a precursor to an antioxidant called glutathione. And again, we don't have to remember these words, but all we have to know is that glutathione is one of the most um, helpful or antioxidants in our body. And uh, the probably one of the most powerful. And so I use uh, glutamine, which supports glutathione in the morning uh, to support that process as well as to support my gut lining. And so I do that on an empty stomach. I don't eat anything or drink anything after that for 20 minutes. And what I'll do is I am fortunate enough to have a cold tub in my backyard. Uh, We had it in one of our offices and I decided to take it to uh, Scottsdale with me and ended up in my backyard. So I'm lucky enough to be able to sit in a cold tub every morning. And so after I drink my glutamine um, drink, I will uh, sit in the cold tub for five minutes. And for me, I keep it at 51 to 52 degrees. And that's the time where I have a chance uh, to meditate and be grateful. It's a time where you put yourself in a state where you know that you're going through a shock to the system and you breathe and you focus on your breathing and you think, and you're thankful for what you have in your life and that five minutes becomes very, very peaceful, even though you're sitting in 51 degree water. Uh, so that's for me, that's the, that's the shock to the nervous system. That's cleaning up the fog in the brain, the LA fog smog, and it's getting those pathways ready for the day and just firing all, on all cylinders. Uh, after that, when I, uh, Sam, have you had the opportunity? Oh, you have had the opportunity to jump in our cold tub. Last time you were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should talk a little, some of the other benefits of the cold too. Once you um, finish up with yours, it's not just the mental part, but there's so much for there. For, for, so much to be gained with just that. Yeah, feel free. Um, some of the other aspects, if you're someone that's listening, they're like, oh, that sounds miserable and I don't really have brain fog. There's a lot of other benefits as well. And when you're in the cold, you get exposed to that. 
we start to build more what's called brown adipose tissue, which is a good fat. And that fat helps metabolize more of your bad fat and use it to produce energy. So when you're in the cold, what's actually important, though, is you don't want to be sitting there shivering, So whether it's your shower or if you're in that cold tub. So Sean will probably be the first to tell you you didn't start at five minutes, but you built up to that. And you build up to being able to do that in that non-shivering way so that you recruit and build more of that brown tissue. So over time, you can really change your body composition and lose a lot of fat and make your body and your metabolism a lot higher because the more of that, more content, brown tissue you have, you're going to continue to burn more of the bad fat. That's a little, another amazing benefit of doing that. Yep. Love that. And it took me a while to not shiver. And what I'm noticing now when I get in, it's a very relaxing state after 20 seconds and I, I rarely shiver. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's true. It helps. It works. Uh, it's amazing for people suffering with chronic pain or or, or chronic illness that relate uh, that um, triggers inflammation yeah. Yeah, and yeah. inflammatory response. Uh, so I would suggest, I mean, most people don't have a cold tub. Some health spas and f- fitness facilities uh, do. Uh, however, a one minute cold shower, as cold as you can tolerate, will certainly help. When I get out of the cold tub, the next step is I create a lemon drink. And I think this is something that is can anybody can do and it has massive benefits. And the lemon drink mm-hmm. is I do a half squeezed full, uh, half, sque- half squeezed lemon uh, with about a gram of pink Himalayan sea salt with six ounces of room temperature water. And this is 20 minutes after I uh, take my glutamine and I'll drink that. And I do that because the minerals in the Himalayan sea salt replenish our body after being asleep and, and breathing for eight to 10 hours and just depleting ourselves of these minerals throughout the night. I replenish my body with these minerals by uh, ingesting the Himalayan sea salt. And I love the antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effect of the lemon juice. Uh, so yeah. that's also that has that acidic property that kind of cleanses and reawakens the system uh, to get you to start your day. Yeah, we lose so much, um, lose a lot of the moisture and water when we sleep, even though you may not feel like we sweat a ton, but everybody does. So replenishing that and that sea salt is going to help them retain and uh, replenish that a lot easier. That's right. And I agree with it. I, I also intermittent fast at times, not every day. And, uh, but then days that I want to eat something before noon, um, I'll have, I'll eat either a half or a full out of avocado and uh, I'll take a ta- tablespoon of what you're saying, the MCT oil. Uh, I'll do a tablespoon and I'll just simply have it that way. That's why I was, uh, asked you about you mixing it w- with water. I've never done that before. I just typically yeah. kind of slam it down. Uh, but when you have a half uh, half of an avocado with uh, that good fat inside of the avocado, along with some MCT oil, and MCT oil ultimately is just really refined coconut oil. Uh, so that's an option as well. You don't have to go through bulletproof. Uh, there's many ways to get these good fats into your body. Uh, yeah, almost all the all the health food stores now are going to carry some type of what you want to look for is MCT oil. Most places are going to have something like that. That's right. Um, um, Go ahead. I want to add something real quick. We're talking about fat a lot. And both of us have mentioned, you know, we have fat in the morning. You might be wondering, well, why is that? And that may seem like contradictory health advice. You heard that fat is bad. Well, what happens when we sleep, your body burns up all its insulin. It takes eight hours to use up that store our insulin. So when you first wake up in the morning, your body is burning fat for energy if you've slept for eight hours. 
But typically in America, we break that instantly, break fast, right? We eat something and that can be a muffin or typically something kind of high carb or maybe processed. So you're taking your body right out of that burning fat. But if you supplement your body by giving it some fat, whether it's that avocado or some brain octane oil or some MCT oil, in that first thing that you ingest, you're keeping that fat burning going. But you're also supplying your brain with energy so you don't feel that fatigue and you don't feel like you can think or focus. So it's a way of an extending a benefit that's already happening. Very well said. That's um, for uh, the brain has to function and needs fat to function and function well. And um, you got to give it that energy. And by waking up in the morning and potentially having a, a daily habit of putting in some processed uh, foods or sugars, whether it be pancakes, waffles, muffins, cookies, whatever it may be in the morning, that could be easy for you to take, run and head to work. Well, unfortunately that's creating an insulin spike and shutting down the whole system that Sam's talking about. And that creates uh, um, a lot of problems and a lot of inflammation yeah, as other, well. The other portion or the other side of that is, for anybody listening that you have kids or you have a hectic morning, you're trying to get six people out the door with their lunch and to the bus or whatever it is, that's kind of a stressful time. And if you woke up and an alarm going off and everyone's running around, that puts our body in what's called a fight or flight or a sympathetic state. And when our body's in that state, it doesn't digest food because the opposite of that is a rest and digest, what's called a parasympathetic state. So if you're really stressed out and then you throw down that muffin or whatever that processed food is, a cereal or croissant, not only are you eating something that's bumping you out of fat burning, but that food is going to be stored as fat, which all energy is a store or fat is a stored energy. So it's going to be stored for later because you're in a sympathetic, you're in a stressful state. So that's really important to think about in your morning routine. Does it make sense for you to eat when you get up? Are you in a state where your body's going to use that? Are you in a stressed out state? Because maybe that isn't the best time for you. Well, definitely not. Um, last question for you, Sam. Thank you for that, by the way. Is coffee good? Can we have coffee? You know, I would say <laughs> you can have good coffee. Um, there's good and bad with this. That same company, Bulletproof, when they first came out, they were one of the first to remove some of the old toxins that are on coffee beans which used to be uh, a lot more prevalent. But now it's a, it's a very, very common practice. Um, as long as you're buying some quality coffee beans, I think we're fine. But outside of that, the other thing to think about is that caffeine content. And how, mu how much coffee are we taking in? Just like I said, if you're in that sympathetic state, are you going to take, are you going to digest the food you take in or are you going to store it? You're going to store it. So if your day is really hectic and you keep the caffeine up and you perpetually fuel yourself to stay in that state, that's not going to be a good thing for you. So in that sense, I think coffee can be bad. We just need to use it as, you know, use it, enjoy it, but you can't abuse it like anything else in our life. We have to have some balance. So to summarize, wake up, be grateful, <laughs> take a cold shower, put good stuff in your belly, eat fats, avoid your sugars, and exercise. Anything I'm yeah, missing? Keep a smile. Keep a smile on your face as well. It's not just doing that gratitude for five minutes and checking the box. You got to live through that for the day. So get yourself in a headspace where you're really happy to go throughout the day. You, know, you just wake up every morning. Uh, I'm thankful to have a bed. Thankful to have a roof. Well, you're gonna, probably going to have it tomorrow. 
So get thankful for the things that truthfully matter at the core of you. And that's important to carry through today as well. Sam, remind people where they can find that superfood segment you did. So if you go on to Facebook, you type in Fix Body Group, and you go through our videos, you will see there's a 15-minute video going through all of the superfoods that I discussed and a couple more. And I'll show you actually how to make that shake. Awesome. Sam, thank you for your time. We'll be doing this again in the future. Thanks for having me. I look forward to it. Take care. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our show. If you did, please like and subscribe to stay tuned. See you next week on another episode of The Fix Podcast. Podcast.